Welcome, Planet Earth, to the Future of Business podcast with Arash Amini. Who am I? I'm a nobody, but I got some ideas, and I don't give a fuck. So, what a crazy time to be alive, right? The U.S. is under a color revolution, which kind of serves us right. We've done it to all these other countries, and... You got to think to yourself, the people that have run the color revolution playbook, which this is exactly what's happening. It's been laid out pretty clearly, I think. And if you're not familiar with that, the idea is to force the ousting of a democratically elected official through grassroots, seemingly grassroots organization. So the people are the ones that claim the victory but also can be blamed for the coup. Underneath it all are special interest groups, dark money, political affiliate. I mean, who knows, right? The swamp. But people that do this globally don't give a fuck really about America. They give a fuck about their own power. And the chickens have come home to roost. So here we are. And, uh, you know... We reap what we sow. I had, I think that's what I'm going to call this episode. You reap what you sow. And so, America, we are experiencing the fruits of our own labor. Now, did we do this? No. So I don't think it's exactly fair. But, you know, we did fund it. And ignorance does not, is not an excuse for enabling you know, violence, I guess. I don't know. So hopefully it ends uh, in January when Donald Trump gets re-inaugurated. I mean, hashtag Dominion voting. I was, I hate being so ahead of the curve. It's so annoying. Oh God, I'm just like such a futurist, you know. Fucking, you reap what you sow. And this chaos, you know, I think we're going through it. It's like compact. It's going to be compacted. It's going to last a quarter, and we're going to have the roaring 20s, the Gilded Age, I think. I really believe every indicator I see is pointing towards after we get through this civil war, uh, (laughs) we're going to have an unprecedented uh, rebound in the economy. We're going to soar to new heights. I'm not kidding you people. I'm not. I asked a friend of mine, one of my old childhood friends, to catch up or check in on another one of our mutual childhood friends. This friend I couldn't get a hold of seemed to have cut me out of his life, would not respond to emails, texts, Facebook messages, phone calls, nothing. I texted, emailed people around him, nothing. Finally, I go to a mutual friend. I'm like, hey man, can you check on this guy? Is he okay? What the fuck's going on? I think he cut me out of out of his life because I had the audacity to not want a pedophile and a modern-day slave master in the Oval Office. Pardon me. And so I found out, I mean, this guy that cut me out of his life, he was the best man at my wedding. He was my best friend. And I still love him dearly. I trust him. He went to Vassar College. His dad owns a small construction business that's pretty darn popular. Um... He 
has all these friends that are doing stuff. He is a brilliant writer. I mean, just the, the you know, he was in the, all the gifted programs growing up. Um, you know, he goes to school, he comes back, and he's this nihilist fuck, and he just doesn't care about anything. It's, like, so sad. I couldn't speak sense to him. But then we went out drinking the last time we hung out, and it was fantastic. We didn't talk about politics. And we laughed, like the olden days. Before the war, we laughed. And so I find out this guy's working at CVS. I just Listen. You don't work at CVS unless you have to work at CVS. And you might think that's classist of me. No, 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 no. You don't understand. You don't understand. It hurt me so deeply that this... (sighs) He's fighting against the system, and now he's working for a soulless corporation that doesn't give a fuck about him or his family or anybody, right? Getting paid minimum wage if he's lucky. If he, he he gave up, he pursued nothing for his 20s, and he doesn't have a family to show for it. He finally has a girlfriend. He could have written something. He could have taken over. Like, if you're going to just make money, go work for your family business and help your family if, it's, if you're not going to make a ton of money. If you want to make money... Go network with your goddamn alumni network you paid 200 grand to get. You don't even, like, I don't need you to write the next great American novel. But it's this idea that my generation of Americans have that our success is evil and we stole it from somebody else. His dad and his mom bust their asses off working. But he, and I know it, I see it so clearly, he feels he's not worthy of the gifts that his parents have given him through genetics and opportunity and connections, right? Experiences. And so he's like punishing himself. He can't go work for his dad. He can't get a job at his mom's company. He can't write anything and he's so obsessed with the election in an unhealthy way you know when they overturn this thing by the way i'm hashtag dominion holy shit trump won i mean like straight up you're gonna find out and these poor liberals my heart breaks for them they're so there's such low information voters they have no idea what's going on they but they talk to you as if you're the idiot and they know everything and you ask them a question about this news story about that event about this company about they know nothing it's unbelievable and so they're dancing in the streets and god bless them they got a little reprieve it's nice to see them have a little little pop in their step after thinking after voting literally hitler out right and these poor Fox, man, they're going to get a rude awakening. And the sad part is they're going to think that they're going to think that they're going to think that Trump stole the election. 
but I've been following, I mean, you know me, I'm like, like really woke, you know what I mean? I like, I like no things, dude. No, I'm just like a Twitter, I'm an, I'm addicted to Twitter, a hashtag addicted to Twitter. And Dominion voting from like six different angles has clearly in, enabled widespread election fraud. Full stop, period. And the, I'm not going to go into it. You'll find out. Why am I bringing this up? Because Trump's people, the MAGA folks, had a spontaneous rally. I think it was this weekend. Stop the Steal, I think it was called, in D.C. and some state capitals. And it was immense. The crowd, I could not believe the pictures I was seeing. And then I saw some short video clips of people walking through like highlights, I guess, of, you know, from a, from a person's perspective of the uh, rally. Everything else I saw was like, you know, uh, elevated perspective showing the massive crowds. I mean, tens of thousands of people, if not hundreds of thousands of people easily. I wouldn't be surprised if over 100,000 people showed up. It was insane. And then there's, it's, and there's like a fucking rave on the ground floor. You know, when you see the camera go through it, it was unbelievable, the crazy characters. It's cool to be pro-Trump. It's cool to be a Trumpster. I mean, why is it cool? Because it's dangerous. It's risque. It's taboo. Punk rock, they're all coming out for Biden. It's like, what are you, corporate fascist? Like, what are you talking about? It's hilarious. At any rate, these guys, nothing, you know, there's a little bit of skirmishes with Antifa, Black Bloc, communists, and nothing happened. And then the sun goes down and people start leaving. And then Black Bloc Antifa comes out in droves. And I tell you, man, I had to go drink. I'm not proud of it, but it's the fucking God's honest truth. I saw I saw a video clip of a mom getting harassed and violently harassed by a group of masked communists, violent insurrectionists, with a 10 or 12-year-old daughter by her side. And you could see the daughter was cowering in fear. And I was filled with such rage that I had to put my phone down and I couldn't recover all night for an hour. I was just, I was like, what's wrong? I'm like, politics, I got to go drink. I got, I had to get out of the house. I had to go for a walk. I had to alter my state of consciousness. The alcohol is nice because I have a low tolerance of one or two drinks and I get buzzed and it shuts down your prefrontal cortex and it's gone in two hours. You know what I mean? And I ended up drinking myself into a little stupor. I had four drinks, two whiskeys and two beers. That for me is a lot. And I just thought to myself, how can the media not show this let's see am i still recording how can the media not show this how was this not on the front page not the march not the crowds not the violence you know and this and then you think to yourself oh this woman should have taken her kid but they were safe all day they were safe all day. It was only at night when the thugs came out. 
And some guy got knocked out, and the guy that knocked him out on camera sucker punched him from the back when he was walking away. Maybe he spat in his face. I don't know. But what a bitch-ass move to sucker punch someone when they're walking away. With this, like, horrible, wide, wild swing. Like, just no respect. Like, no form. There was no, like, pop, 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 pop. It was, like, this stupid, ugly swing when a man has no control over his faculties but is acting out in a hissy fit of rage. He's like, eh, right? Lands, hits the guy, he falls on the ground, he knocks him out cold, and then someone kicks him in the face. Fantastic. The guy that got arrested had, was like, had a gun on him, blah, blah, blah. Uh, pedophilia charge. Unlawful sex with a, tw- a 16-year-old, a 12-year-old, something like that. A teen. And I'm like, what is up with Antifa and pedophilia, man? These people are sick. There's something wrong with these poor people. And I mean poor people from God's perspective. Could you imagine? You go through all this trouble. You create a fucking galaxy that sits in a universe. And you've had to do this like 12 times. And like life wouldn't take. And now you finally made another universe. And the fucking gravitational constant is just right. So planets don't fly apart. And the the atomic, the the you know, magnetic field of one planet of, from, like, a spinning rock of, of molten iron is just strong enough to keep from the surface being nuked, right? And everything's flying all over the place, but things will stick if they're small enough to the surface of the planets, and, and then life forms somehow, and you go through all this fucking trouble with all these dinosaurs that, that go extinct, and finally a monkey makes it, and he sucks another monkey and they have a whole monkey family and they grow and they create cities and fire and the internet and then this idiot joins Antifa after uh, trying to hook up with a kid and God's got to be like ugh you can just see him like taking his glasses off and pinching the bridge of his nose like ugh fuck what did I what ugh right he's like he's not like distraught over it because God's like you know, omnipotent, is our death, our suffering is nothing to him. He's like, motherfucker, you just leave the simulation and come chill with me. Like, relax, right? You'll be fine. Your soul can't get destroyed. And we're all like, oh, God, I don't want to choke on pretzels. And, you know, and somehow he's detached from evil that we participate in because it'll only help our learning somehow and our soul will continue to evolve and you know, he's he's outside the simulation, and he's watching, and he's just like, oh, God, Antifa, what the fuck? <laughs> like, embarrassed of his own creation. Like, oh, God, just, like, fucking cringe. You know what I'm saying? And this guy sucker punches this dude while he's walking away. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. And the media is nowhere. The media is nowhere, right? Every conservative knows this. You will follow one conservative news outlet or independent journalist or influencer on any social media platform, mostly Twitter or Parler, I guess now. You know what happened. You saw the pictures. You saw the videos. And so what is with this divide between 
between the news and reality. Right? Like, what the fuck, man? And how depressing must it be if you're in that newsroom and you're a a person and you have to lie every night through omission often to keep your job to feed your family. And so now you're cowering in fear and you're destroying your own self-esteem. Probably don't trust yourself anymore because you've lied to yourself so much. You certainly feel shameful and guilty, right? And then you have things like Project Veritas coming out of nowhere with all this uh, undercover footage of people saying crazy stuff. And you find out, though, you know, 10, 20, 30% of every office is a bunch of insane NPC lefties who don't look into the facts, are afraid of their own mob, and have some hate in their heart that's being triggered by world events. Like, don't like Donald Trump because he reminds them of the strong dad they never had, and thus hate. Who let them become a weak idiot, and they hate him for it. Right? They hate their dads who didn't teach them, or guide them, or discipline them, or provide guidance, or boundaries. And so now they're just like these, like, you know, Star Wars fans. <laughs> just joking, but you know what I'm saying? I love Star Wars. <laughs> and just be, it's just like raw nerves being like triggered all the time, right? No sense of purpose, no direction in the world. Anyway, so these people are flying around offices with their woke bullshit, scaring everybody else into compliance because they are usually young, dumb, and don't have kids. So they don't get, they don't care if they get fired. They're like kamikaze pilots. They don't give a fuck. Meanwhile, you're like 45 and have kids and a mortgage. And you're like, I will eat shit to keep my job. Like, do you understand the depths of depravity I will go through? To feed my family? Like, bring it. I don't care. You're an idiot, right? And they don't understand that their part it is a bigger thing than any of our individual concerns. And so why is media so broken? And what's going to come next? It's very interesting. If you can detach yourself from it. And if you can think about what the future of media is going to look like, right? there's a long monologue to get into the future of media and how you we reap what we sow. And right now, we media has sown a lot of discord. And these seeds are fruiting in the, in the minds of all these college-educated nihilists. So what is it going to be like? Well, you're certainly going to have mass media still that's ad driven but that model was born from the 
the the need for heavy infrastructure investments really is a group together, right? You used to have to get a building, get satellite access, get uh, FCC, you know, like a channel, a station, a bandwidth, radio frequency. You had to like register register these things, and it was fucking expensive. And then to do news. You have to send journalists out to do the news, fact check it, editorial process. And this model required a lot of fact checking or a lot of steps because you were held liable for what you published. Supposedly, and you, just, and you supposedly still are, which probably you're not. Or these people don't. The shit's flying out of these people's mouths faster than anybody can fact check them. And often it's lies through omission. So they will show you a picture of the steel, the, uh, stop the steel march halfway through. Or when Trump said, we never had bigger crowds, and they show the plaza before it fills up, right? And then they hide behind the idea or the legal definition of doing opinion and commentary. And so they'll have news segments to hide the truth, and then they'll have opinion give falsehoods, opinion seg- segments. And it's very clever, right? They don't fucking care. They're lazy. They're lazy business models, and they're targeting the cheapest parts of your attention span, right? It's like junk food. They're just triggering the ease. They're 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 triggering responses in the easiest, laziest way which is like rage and stuff. And you saw even Fox flip and became a bunch of assholes lately. And so how do you make news content that captivates, that holds people's attention, that makes money, that's profitable, that isn't like rage bait, right? A couple models are out there right now. One is, you know, you got Substack growing tremendously. You got Patreon growing tremendously issuing hundreds of millions and billions of dollars of payments through subscriptions to individuals, which I don't understand how the fuck is going on at Patreon. That user interface is, there's like nothing there. It's so confusing. I hate when these Silicon Valley people start sniffing their own farts and listening too much to their designers who, and mistaking their designers for uh, their customer. And because designers right now, they're like obsessed with minimalism. That's like the fad in design world. And these fucks are ruining user experiences of MailChimp, of Patreon. Um, What's another one that's like got a bunch of money all of a sudden and it's like unusable. It's insane. Um, You know, and then you have, forget it. So like, meanwhile, too, what does Twitter do all day? Like, what do you do all day? You guys have all this public money and all these people on staff, and I don't see a single new feature. Your your ad program, your ad platform is garbage. There's nothing new except for election interference. Like, all you guys do is ban people and label this uh, anything as potential fraud. It's insane. It's really insane. A- anyway. I I would love to know. I just like, what is going on? A lot of meetings, I feel like. So 
Like, could you imagine your CEO is Jack Dorsey? He's there two days a week. Fucking doing mushrooms in a cave in the mountains. Meanwhile, you think his team is working? Would you work hard at a place where the CEO is high on peyote all the time? Drinking mint tea with a mujahideen in some cave in Afghanistan? Smoking opium? Growing his beard out? Like, what the fuck is going on? I'd be so pissed as a shareholder. Get to work. The fuck are we paying you for? Yes, we can have a... And everyone's like, oh, he's so smart. And get the fuck out of here. A monkey could do a better job than that guy's doing right now. If he's so smart, he's got to step it up. (laughs) Anyway. Smoking hookah. Uh, He's got an assistant carrying a hookah with him. And it's just full of opium. (laughs) Anyone that goes to Burning Man, straight to the gulag. I'm sick of you. Oh, my God. I was invited to Burning Man. Thank God I didn't go. Nobody's invented anything useful that's gone to Burning Man. Everyone's, like, fucking inventing components of the surveillance state. So, you think Jeff Bezos goes to Burning Man? That motherfucker's pumping iron? Getting to work. Where was I? Future of media. So, the play to me, something I'm working on, but it's slow progress. Media is so uh, such a pain in my ass. It's all relationship based. It's all feelings. I hate it. <laughs> I like something I can control on my own. I don't need anybody, and can grow like fucking magic, which is what I'm working on. Thank God, but but it's not as fun. You can't deny that. So. Uh, you know, the, the play to me is getting off of broadcast television. Get off TV. Cut the cord. Like, forget it. Forget it. If Trump were to start a news network, and God willing he does, and he hires Tim Pool and Milo Yiannopoulos and Dave Rubin, Whitney Webb, Who else is a fantastic journalist? There's a handful of others. A bunch of comedy writers. Oh my God. Trump TV would be the best. And like, lets people make fun of anybody, including Trump. Trump would have a ball. He'd be on fucking, he's, he's been on SNL, dude. He's made fun of himself. Give me a break, right? Anyway, you got to get off TV. You got to go digital only. And you have to drive PR, organic signups. You can do paid acquisition and you'll have to do that. But if you're doing anything interesting, you're going to get banned and censored or shadow banned and censored and maybe outright banned on different platforms. These middle management trolls across all the major pay-per-click 
channels would block everything if they could. And they do. I got kicked off of Facebook ad camp ad platform. I'm not kidding you. Me as a person cannot advertise on Facebook right now. I am banned, not my account. My account is shut down, but anything associated with me is shut down too. Now, I mean, like I'm unable to advertise on anything anywhere. It's unfucking believable. I didn't do anything. I've made some like minor mistakes in ad policy and I immediately correct them and relaunch the ads and they've all been approved. But right before the election, I got my knees taken out. So I like went to another Facebook account, one ad account suspended. I'm like, God damn it. I'm supposed to be making money here. It's insane. What if I have to feed my family with this shit? So you have to drive PR. You have to work an affiliate network, if you will. And it has to be OTT enabled, uh, focused, over the top. Which means like smart TV. So if I were Trump, after the second term, which he's definitely going to win, I would do this. I'd start a digital news network. And I would launch Roku, Amazon, apps to start i would launch a mobile app ios and 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 apple android right and a website you come to the website you can see everything it's like a netflix but with a live stream this is what's on now and then every show has its own channel with its video of the you know every thursday at 9 p.m that whatever show is on so that every 9 p.m., that just like a YouTube channel, that list, video list gets updated, but the the main channel is programmed and scheduled. So anytime you want to open it up, you get whatever's quote-unquote live, which is just the latest show from all the different channels, right? You got 24 hours in a day. You got 24 slots. You got times seven 168, is that right? Seven times 20 is 140. Seven times eight, what the hell is that? Seven times four is 24, 48. 48 plus 188. So you got 188 shows. And you can do maybe 360, 376, somewhere between 180 and the 360 shows, right? Half hour segments and whatnot. And you have your news, you got everything though, man. SNL, you know, improv, you got shopping, you got anything. And then just let the algorithm, the machine learning algorithm choose who's winning, who's getting, right? And then here's the magical part of it all, because this is what I'm doing for something else, for another, for a specific genre. You drive traffic to your mobile app. Everything drives traffic to your mobile app. So the OTT platform, you know, like the smart TV channel and the website all drive you to a mobile app download, the Trump TV app. TTV. Nothing's better, right? And you... You, you do that by saying you want to talk about, socialize, comment on this show, 
going to the each there's a social media component tied in for every uh for every show there's a chat room effectively or you know it's like you can get into the details later there's a couple ways to do it but you can talk and you know about the content so join the conversation download the app you can gamify it you can have an e-store in there and then what you how do you make money amini how do you make the money okay i ran the numbers and they're fucking insane okay you ready for this this is the noise is also this means making cowboy you put your hand and then the back of your hand and then your palm and the back of the hand or stacking money you overlay video ads on top of the show or introduce how do i say this you make clickable video ads so there's a, you know, every, I did the calculations, bear with me, right? 1% click-through rate for a video ad, which is high. But if you have your, if your audience likes you, if you're showing a video ad to your own audience, you're going to get 1%. If it's a video ad to a new audience, it's going to be less than that. But 1% is reasonable. So you maybe have to work up to it, right? But you get 1% video ad click-through rate. You get like a 2%, uh, 1% video ad click rate. 30%, what did I say? It's a bunch of metrics. I did uh, social media ad to landing page. So now we have an app user. They're watching the app. Yeah, so they're watching the app. 1% of, of viewers clicks on the ads, which I think you can get to 3 to 4% if you really work it, but 1%. And the average e-commerce purchase is $128. The average affiliate commission is 7%. So you literally run ads for products. You don't charge up front. And if you do, it's for making the ad itself. So there's could be a creative department that does that. And so uh, they, someone clicks on that video ad, it takes them to the e-commerce page. They get to buy the product There's a discount code. That's great. The person buys that product, the company gets 7% of that sale. And that sounds dumb, but I calculated for every $100,000, if I were to do customer acquisition, you get 30,000 users. You get, and if you had 188, if you had programming 24-7, it could generate $170 million a year. So you're talking about 100000 in, $100 million out. You got to have the programming though, right? So that's no trivial piece. Now, the crazy thing is if you have them on the app, and this is, this is technology exists. You can get this from a billion different places. Uh, you have their email address. You put a, you put a single signup page for their email address, maybe a phone number, email and phone, right? Verify you're a human being with an SMS code. No, you can do email and then send the code. They get the code, they put it in. Now they're an app user, right? And they can choose a username if they want to comment later. But now you have their fucking email. And if anybody clicks on an ad and says, you know, they click on it, I want that product, and they don't purchase, you can add them to a list of people interested in that product. And now on behalf of that company, you can write emails that automated updating them and you know giving them x number of emails to, to make it's like a retargeting campaign effectively but it goes to their email 
So it's like dirt cheap. You're not paying Google every time you want to retarget somebody. And the conversion rate is much, much the highest on email. Sales are made in the email. We all know this, folks. We all know this. Sales are made in the email. This is a fact, right? And so the numbers would be insane. And then the fact, you know, they can stream it. They can go to OTT if they want. They can watch on a smart screen. But on the phone is where you can engage with other people. And so imagine, this is the whole point. This is the reason Twitter made any goddamn money. The promise was that, and it, it is true to an extent, but not where, they didn't, they didn't do it, they didn't execute well enough. It was like, join the global conversation, right? And so there could be a hashtag campaign, which is always like seven words. So like, you know, fucking save the blue spotted whale. Like nobody, just fucking use a hashtag someone else is using so people, new people can see your conversation. Anyway, people would talk about a live show, right? When a new show drops and people are watching it, there's a moment there where everyone's watching the same thing at the same time. They can chat and talk. It would be a beautiful thing. Even though it's not live, it's live viewing. And that's going to drive virality and social engagement. And then if you're smart enough, this is an extra piece, but fuck me. If you do this, you would be like... You put you you built in or you integrate maybe with or buy a meme maker so that you could take a 10 second clip and it turns it into a GIF and then you can add your own header and subheader and make a meme or maybe a snapshot and make a meme. But if you could do that and you let people share their memes and it like automatically puts their username on there and like the app website, oh my god. People will start sharing this stuff across their other social networks. And look what I made on the Trump app, <laughs> Trump TV app. And then you would get all this free public, the, the viral, the virality would be immense. Because and people do that all the time. But you can't, you know, you got to take a picture of like the SNL screen to find the, the moment the guy did that crazy face. It was hilarious. And everybody, I can make a joke now that everybody knows what I'm making the joke. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful marketing thing. So now your viewers are your marketing department as well. And you can make money making these. I'm talking three to 15 second video ads every seven to eight minutes on the show, which is half as much advertising as TV. And it's probably twice as profitable, to be honest with you, if not more. I don't know how much a TV station makes. How much does a TV station make? Um, so I think this is where it's going to go. Why? Because that's where the money is. And that, if that business model, that digital revenue model is what's going to drive the organizational structure, just like the ad revenue model is what drove the setup of the organizational structure of these things. So what would be like, let's say TBS, right? Turner Broadcasting, TBN network, TBN, Turner Broadcasting Network. Um, revenue, prayer line, revenue, total revenue, 137. Ah, oh my God. Expenses, 148 million. Are you fucking, wait, Trinity Broadcasting Network. That's not, I'm talking about. Is it Tur Turner? TBS is a channel? Dude, come on, Google. 
CBS. Not scandal revenue. I don't. TBS. Okay. TBN channel. That doesn't sound right. TBN? Turner Broadcasting Network. Trinity Broadcasting Network. Okay, this is great podcasting. I understand. One last try. TBS Channel Revenue. What is this? TBS TV's website. It's a Japanese company. What? Uh, Cable channel revenue. Okay, this is not working. I can't believe it's not just popping up. Yeah, so... How about... Oh, MTV revenue. I know it's kind of... MTV revenue increased to 1.2 billion. Good lord. So you might be... Viacom is 27. Um, so yeah, that's only 100,000 viewers. 100,000 viewers buying at, you know, clicking at 1% and then buying at um, 2% or something would generate 177. So you can you can get those numbers up. You know, you're talking and you you know, you're talking you get ten million people watching this thing, which you can do, let's say a million people watching this thing you know, a a, a day. A million people a day would be thirty million monthly active users. That's doable. That's not an insane uh number for like a social media. It's high. It's high. I mean, if you had a social media platform with 30 million active users, I mean, MySpace had like 500. You know what I mean? I think TikTok has 500 million. And it's wildly successful. So you're talking less than a tenth of that. And then... um, You're talking $1.7 billion. And you might be thinking, how can someone make that much money? Dude, look how big the e-commerce is, world is. And the market in, for e-commerce in America, uh, US, here, U.S. e-commerce habits intensify. Front page of Wall Street Journal. It skyrocketed to almost 15% of retail sales. Well, how big is it? I think it's $700 billion in America. Uh, U.S. e-com. Right. Think for me, okay? U.S. Revenue. $595 billion. So, there's room. And that means every fucking product on the internet, e-commerce product, 
is a perfect match for this advertising model. And then think about this. I know this is complicated, but it's like doable. This isn't crazy. It is a big endeavor though. You get, um, you get, it's a self-service platform. And now you let people advertise their own product. They buy ads themselves and run it. You have a video making API. That's not hard to configure. I'm doing it for another project. And the algorithm just picks and chooses who's, you have to put a pixel on your site. You know, you get the commission, you pay, you don't pay up front. Who knows? You bid, you, maybe you bid with the percentage of your sale and you got to put a pixel on, right? Or you could pay outright. There's a couple different models you can figure out, but you let people make their own ads. And then the cream rises to the top and everybody wins. And now, and then think about this. This is what gets me. This could become a, this could become a, uh, a boon for SMB businesses in America. You got an idea for a product, throw it up there. See if people click. Right, you have to certify it's you know it's not illegal, and you gotta sign up maybe with an EIN number something. You gotta be held liable. You have to like maybe wire. You gotta sign up your bank account to it so that there's like a paper trail of a human being and not just a credit card that could be spoofed easily. Somehow, right? You figure that shit out. Holy shit! Holy shit! Amazon can't do that, but anybody that sells a product through Amazon can sell on here. But you need the content, right? And you just let the creators, you could even then, you can also then flip it open to the creators and say, you get a deal, go to town. If you gave the creative folks the license to run with it, to at least put a pilot up and see how it goes and let the algorithm say, Hey, this is better than average, less than average. Here's who, what kind of age group liked it. Here's the geographies, right? And then it's just like a meritocracy. It's this beautiful meritocracy that could change the world. Union through commerce.